welcome to Entertainment Talk TV, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, co-host sorry, is uh, Grey, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you Matt, thank you for inviting me on, and looking forward to having a chat today about our TV. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's good to have you back on, uh, I thought I'd message you and try to uh, just, just get a bit of TV catch up with you, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, see what we've be uh, both been watching. Um, I don't know when we did the last. I think you were, yeah, you were on the last TV talk because I did the draft thing for it yesterday, and that was the last um, post that was on there. But uh, anyway, other than all of that, um, what shows would you like to talk about today? Um, I'm gonna uh, talk about some cheesy things, some things like um, we I shouldn't talk well. guilty <laughs> pleasures as well. We will just talk about things that I'm enjoying watching, um, and then uh, a couple of serious ones that I've been getting into. I haven't quite finished, but I, I just want to talk about what I think of the first couple of episodes. Um, so I think I might start with my cheesy nostalgia, if that's all right with you, Matt. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. So uh, when I was younger and I was growing up, I um, our family got Sky, and I was really into Nickelodeon. And mm-hmm. around that time, I used to love watching all the Nickelodeon shows and it would have been like the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Keenan and Kel and things like that and then Netflix just a few weeks ago re-released Sister Sister back onto the streaming platform and it was just this iconic like show that I used to I remember used to watching after school and it was very cheesy it's very American comedy of its time in the 90s but it, it really is cheers me up it's that that thing i'm putting on in the background when i'm cooking or doing a bit of stuff around the house with obviously into our second lockdown and it's sort of like that smiling 90s humor very 90s very american it's a really strong black u.s sitcom as well and i think actually this is a sort of thing that sort of taught me when I was younger uh, to be sort of the person I am now and very open and accepting and really um, aware of the wider world and uh, yeah I'm really enjoying that I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it um, I did tweet about it a couple of times when it got released Matt have you ever heard of sister it kind of sister ring, it kind of rings a bell I can't think of what it actually is though um... so the story is that these two twin girls were separated at birth um, and they're adopted by two different families, and then they bump into each other in a shopping mall when they're 14. Um, and then the mum of one girl moves in with the dad of the other girl so they can be together as they grow up. Um, and huh. it's just got a really nice dynamic. The, the twins are played by Tyr and Tamara Maori, who are um, have gone on to do reality stuff and uh, that in America. Um, and, yeah, it's just a, a feel-good sitcom. If anyone has seen it on Netflix, um, pop up. I, you know, Watch a couple of episodes, see what you think. It might just be too cheesy. You might turn it off, but it cheers me. <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, nostalgia is always always good, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. I've talked recently about. I know it's a bit different, like '90s uh, video games that have been getting remastered over the last couple of years, and uh, not just '90s games, but games from from the past and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's always uh, as long as um, you know whatever it is that you return to has either got like good memories or if something's been remastered or whatever, uh, as long as it comes across, you know, in, in the best way it can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nostalgia is certainly, certainly a, po- a powerful thing. So I, Yeah, I know a lot of people say it with friends and they they challenge some of the plot lines or narratives because we're in a far progressed world 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use this saying, oh, it's of its time. We accept it because of, of its time. And I do find myself sitting there sometimes, you know, they'll do a comment or they'll make a storyline about a section of society that, 
that would have been, you know, that was mocked back in those times and we wouldn't do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do sometimes cringe a little or I sit there and go, well, that wouldn't sit well. But you've got to remember it's of its time. And I know some programs are starting to put warnings out before they show them if they're from uh, a, like a, a later time periods saying depictions of um, uh, sort of like views are reflective of the time that these were made so please um watch with caution and i think that's a really good thing rather than trying to edit them out um Mm. as long as we recognize that it's it was made in that time um i i know there's some jokes in sister sister about you know um a um, a guy being quite feminine or um, another man dressing in drag and RuPaul makes an appearance. I forgot about it. Season two, oh. RuPaul dro- drops in and makes an appearance. And I suppose it was, it was sort of paving the way for a more accepting world, but they do have their very strict gender stereotypes and how a girl should behave and how a boy should behave. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, that's, that's what I've got. I suppose the thing with that is though, if you're going to watch something that was well made in the past even if it was a year ago or 20 years ago like something like friends uh from 1994 it's simply the case that yeah it's not going to fit with today's you know standards or politics or the way of the world because unless you go back and rewrite friends or whatever whatever it is it's going to have the 19 you know 94 sort of culture to it because Mm. that's when it was written so um i did find that quite bizarre i think it was last year maybe um i think friends was leaving netflix in the u.s or going somewhere else or something like that and uh there was a a few articles that came out about like oh friends isn't politically correct for 2019 well i was like yeah of course because it was written in 94 so that that you, you can't write um for 2020 or 2019 politics if you're writing in 94 it time doesn't work that way you know so um but yeah uh, i i get what you mean about um you know doing different warnings and things like that so kind of makes sense with uh the, the way some things are in the in the world today um so cool you enjoying that though that you've been watching? yeah yeah um, again it's not like uh, a serious thing um it's something i have just on in the background right. um I'll, I'll go to another guilty one but something i binged really quickly i don't know why i i just got a little bit obsessed with it um <laughs> it was this program on channel four and so i got it on all four called five guys a week um and i'm not sure if you've heard the concept oh, of this so yeah it's always a, yeah, a female um at, on the monday or the, the first day invites five guys to come and live with her and they all become her like she's dating them all and she basically has to vote them off until she chooses the one she'd like to continue dating and i just i was at a friend's house and they put it on and i just was like i absorbed it and i was like i want to watch more and there's only 10 episodes out there uh but i just came home and just like i couldn't get enough of it it's sort Mm. of really so cheesy so many questions came to mind it's like why is it always a a female and five men then i thought about the you know the concept of having uh one man and five women living in his house and then (laughs) what if they did it lgbt i kept thinking like imagine if they had uh, one gay man and five gay guys or one and it was just oh my god right they've kept yeah. it very clear in sort of like keeping the the woman in charge and but such a cheesy documentary but i really liked it and i, I was gutted when i got to the 10th episode i was like oh no <laughs> what am i gonna watch now um and so yeah that was something if anyone has got all four wants bingeable sit back have a laugh see people's 
decisions based on you know what people behave like in in other people's houses so it's got that little bit of love at first sight sort of element to it as well so okay. cool yeah. um i mean it sounds like an interesting different idea for like a, essentially a dating show i suppose yeah. although it's like a multi-dating sort of show uh I'd, I'd heard of it i know what it is and stuff um i probably uh, i probably would never watch something like that um, it's just not the kind of thing I would watch necessarily. Uh, I think the last reality TV thing that I watched, because uh, I did used, to, I don't think I've mentioned this anywhere ever before. Uh, I did used to watch Made in Chelsea until, <laughs> um, and I quit watching that three years ago, maybe maybe longer. Um, I was actually going to do a whole podcast on that, on like why why I I quit watching and just why I'll probably never go back to reality TV. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, sort of had this in the moment realization of like why have I got this on, and then uh, just switched off and never went back. So yeah, I, I'm not a huge. I, I watch here and there. Things really have to sort of make me interested like another friend wanted me to watch don't tell the bride or married at first sight those things don't appeal to me um but you know if it's something that just has a little bit Mm -hmm. of a twist on the idea that i kind of like that i kind of like someone trying to find a new way of doing it and you know i imagine if we it went on for series after series it'd get to about series eight and i would have switched off by then because i'm like yeah it's a tired format um you don't need to keep repeating it Mm-hmm. so yeah that's my second program that i wanted to talk about cool uh but yeah with, with made in chelsea it was a point of like okay i'm watching people shout and argue with each other and why am i doing that and i'm gonna switch it off <laughs> yeah. so uh it's it's a lot different differently with something like um is it called five guys a week you said uh yeah because uh, that's week. more of like an actual dating game show kind of thing that's so that's a lot mm. different to uh like a made in chelsea where you're watching people just shout at each other so um, oh, and it's all so cheesy, isn't it? The scripted element of Made in Chelsea and yeah. the only ways I think. Like, yeah. I remember watching clips of them. I've never been a watcher of those and just mm-hmm. thinking, oh my God. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, glad I got away from that. But um, anyway, what's the next one you want to uh, talk about? The next one, is, I'm going to go procedural for my next one. Mm. Um, and this is my penultimate one before I do my final one. The procedural is just, I really want to say how much I enjoyed FBI. Um, and um, it just ran for its second season. The second season ended last week on uh, Now TV, um, and I had picked it up during lockdown. The first lockdown, I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. I do like a procedure every now and then. As you know, huge fan of 911. I was mm-hmm. looking for something to fill my 911 void. I've got 911 Lone Star, but I knew that was coming to an end as well. So um, how I've many, got... How many more episodes has that got? I think it's got one or maybe two it's, it's, i i'm literally end, watching it? it weekly yeah, yeah and i'm pretty certain it was a short run i remember reading about it um it was a shortened run they had to stop during to coronavirus and um right. yeah. yeah i'm sort of getting to that point where i think yeah we, we've got a couple of episodes left um but yeah fbi i'm not sure if you've watched it matt it's it's very procedural um classic that you see a crime in the first bit before the titles uh, then you bring in the the team and they go and solve it and then at the end they have that sort of moment where they reflect on the the crime and it matches one part of their life or or something and it's just good classic procedural work and it all matches into the Chicago franchise apparently in the wider world they would all sort of map into one another mm-hmm. um, so, so uh, 
I'm curious to actually uh, check out that because I love like crossovers and connected universes and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that there's actually quite enough of it in TV unless I've just not found enough of it. Um, but I'm quite interested in like all the because they all cross over and stuff, don't they? Like the Chicago yeah. shows and that. Um, but I don't actually know which one I'm supposed to start with and then like, when I'm supposed to introduce the other ones. So uh, yeah. um, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to, uh, to look into that. So FBI ties into all of those. So I, it wasn't originally. So it's all all made by the same production crew. So what what he does is he creates a first series, mm-hmm. and if that series is good, then by series two it becomes sort of it will find a way. So I watch Chicago Fire and Chicago Med. I've never been a fan of Chicago PD. I never really got into it. So when they do their crossovers, I always get really confused when the Chicago PD people come in because I'm like, who are these? <laughs> And then FBI has a already has a spin-off called FBI Most Wanted. Um, and they're already starting to do crossover episodes. And then in the very last episode of FBI and season two, it got cut short. They were three episodes short because of Corona. They brought in one character from Chicago PD. And I read about it afterwards that the idea was there were supposed to be a few episodes that had this sort of crossover of a character to lead in the future to maybe potentially bigger crossovers with FBI and the Chicago series. You've got to remember FBI are actually based, um, I think they're based in Washington or New York. They're not based in Chicago. So this character arrives oh. and, and they're like, oh, here she is from Chicago. And you're like, well, I know her. She's from sh- one of the Chicago franchises. Um, so I'm not sure how many crossovers, but I think they're trying to have more of this, like you said, this universe idea that these these all these exist within the same sort of universe and how they can potentially interact and move around those universes. And that, that's actually quite a good idea if they're thinking about that. Um, and, you know, it's got a really strong cast as well. That's the other thing I like. It's got some really good actors that you be- you believe in and want to follow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Um, and, yeah, if you start watching it, Matt, then do look out for FBI Most Wanted. Okay. And you, you get the spin-off. The episode that is the spin-off then would launch you to watch Series 1 of FBI Most Wanted. Um, cool. And so, yeah, yeah it's all out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember back in... I think it was because one of the only ones I can think of that's actually a universe that I watch is the Arrowverse shows, obviously, that have like mm. big crossovers and that. Because the other, the other show that I do watch that hasn't, well, hasn't yet crossed over is uh, 911 and 911 Lone Star. Um, there was like a reference last week to one of the characters in the main show, but there wasn't any sort of crossover or anything. Um, and uh, I, I could tell that like if you, if you probably didn't watch 911, the reference was kind of just go over your head a little bit and not not really it, it was a cool little easter egg and stuff like that but um yeah i'm i'm interested to to maybe uh try and start those at some point the, the chicago shows yeah. and that i know that there's going to be an awful lot of, of me to uh, oh, yeah. watch that so uh, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming isn't it when you look at a certain show it's like 22 episodes and we've got five or seven seasons like whoa <laughs> well yeah that's uh it's it's like when everyone says oh matt you should really go and watch supernatural and i'm like there's 15 seasons and they have like 23 <laughs> episodes it's like you'll be there forever yeah 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 same with um what was the other show some people have recommended like smallville and stuff which has got it's still got like 10 seasons and 23 episodes so uh yeah which i know both of them have 
pretty much finished or Smallville finished ages ago. Uh, Supernatural's finished recently in in the US, but it's like yeah, I'd, I'd love to do something like that. It's just whenever I look at the list of Supernatural episodes, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this now. <laughs> I'm gonna watch uh, something that's shorter. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that more. I, I mean, I get it. It's a risk. Like you know, when you launch any new show, really, it's always a risk, uh, depending on situation but then like if you launch that and then you can maybe like introduce a character do a backdoor pilot put that character into a new spin-off or just launch a new spin-off uh based on that i uh, i really like those ideas um i don't know if it is just me but there does seem to be a lack of like actual tv crossovers and stuff because uh, apart from the really obvious ones i can't think of many others that actually do that so it's quite expensive as well i think it, it is yeah, um, to try yeah. and align the the filming schedules to mm-hmm. make sure it works and that i can imagine it probably closes down the creation of both episodes for well seven to ten days i'm not uh, sure exactly a couple of weeks how or long, something. yeah yeah to film that one and i can imagine it, it's a lot of effort but mm-hmm. if you do it well then it, it's gonna you know really hit hit home and be enjoyed so mm-hmm yeah, because yeah, I always hear about um, with the Arrowverse crossovers how they're like a re- that's like a really grueling long process for everyone involved. Um, but then you've got like I don't know twenty characters or or something. Because then you've got like what five shows that cross over or something. So um, yeah, that yeah. last one is huge. I remember watching Massive. that over yeah. five days, wasn't it? You just got to imagine what, the, what they go through with that. So yeah, uh, what show do you want to talk about next? So, yeah, my final show I'm going to talk about, three episodes in, it's the big HBO drama that's just come to Now TV um, with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. It's The Undoing. Oh, yes, Um, I'm watching that. Yeah, so I'm three episodes in. I I think I I sat down on Monday night and started watching it um, and did two episodes in one night and then an episode last night. And I'm I'm like, I'm going to do another one tonight because I think the last episode has just come out. So I could potentially get to the end this week. Episode five was this week. Um, I saw a promo thing released on YouTube. Episode six, I think, is the last one. So that that will be next week. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it might be eight episodes because that's a pretty just normal length for for TV. But yeah. uh, I think the sixth one is the last. Um, yeah. Do you like it so far? You know what? I I do. Um, the, I really liked Big Little Lies, but I was very late to that party, and I always took so long to get there. Um. <laughs> And so with this one, I didn't want to do the same thing. And so I was like, I'm actually going to get on, watch it while it's still in its like airing stage. And I'm really enthralled. There are little niggly bits that annoy me. And, you know, uh, Nicole Kidman is a fantastic actress, but she does have this way of playing uh, the uninformed woman um, who seems a little bit lost. You know, I've seen her in Big Little Lies with that character and now she's mm-hmm. here with this character. And so I'd love her to play a really strong, empowered woman um, that, that we see in, in other actresses. But, you know, she does it well. Hugh Grant in his first role, sometimes I'm struggling to get past his sort of comedy bit, maybe in episode one. Um, but obviously... What, what comedy bit? So his comedy patter that he has in his films that we know him for, uh-huh. you know, the lovable rogue, the foppish, like handsome man. And so there's a little bit you have to get past that because you don't see him in these sort of roles. He's he's very much the um, he, he plays well in the comedy role. He, I don't see him as a dark actor very often. Um, yeah. and so to see him here was was really good um, that the woman who plays Eleanor um like she was i don't know i can't explain it it was she was quite mesmerizing as an actress but also quite frustrating because it was quite 
it put me off a little bit. Uh, you know, she obviously is the victim. If not to give any spoilers, she's the what the central mm-hmm. role in terms of that. But she's a very compelling actress in terms of her features. But I wasn't really convinced by her performance. I struggled with it in those episodes. But other than that, I'm enjoying the storyline. I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, I've obviously just finished episode three. Um, so he's had the fight in the prison. Um, oh God, try not to avoid spoilers, but there's been a fight. Well, I, I, um, I think there's there's spoilers which we haven't actually found out yet is, okay, who actually murdered this woman, which we yeah. don't know yet. So And that's um, the premise. And he's quite openly, I've seen him in interviews, Hugh Grant saying, you know, this is the premise of the episode. You know, he is he is he guilty is what we need to sort of talk about is yeah. is where the plot goes. But mm-hmm. no, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, there are some bits that are slow paced, but I'll get over that. Big Little Lies has its slow paced moments. Um, and if everything goes too fast, you can't really enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it so far as well. I've seen uh, I haven't seen this week's episode yet. For some reason, it comes out on a Monday and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a new episode. And then like. Tuesday comes around. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. And then Wednesday and then Thursday. Um, so I seem to... I don't know what it is. I seem to watch it on like Thursday or Saturday or Friday or something. Um, uh, it's not because of any sort of lack of enjoyment. I just... I don't know. I guess I'm busier early in the week or wh- whatever it is. Uh, I mean, I've got the two Walking Dead shows that I'm watching on Sunday and Monday pretty much. So... Um, but, you know, I, I really like it so far. I think episode four was slightly weaker than than the rest uh, i don't know it just didn't really quite click with me as much but uh, i really really liked what they've set up um it sort of makes me does think it, it sort of does make me think of um like prison break meets big little lies or something because you've very much got like a prison break type of not actually him breaking out of prison but like uh it, it sort of reminds me of that show a little bit mm. um as well it, it's so funny because they they show a couple of scenes where he's in like the is it the courtyard or the playground or whatever like the basketball court thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the prison, and uh, he's sitting there, and this guy comes up to him, and it's like, yeah, he does not fit in here at all, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, you can sort of just tell. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's been quite interesting so far. I kind of realised after the third episode, or maybe the fourth one, that um, I'm obviously very aware of who uh, who Grant actually is. Um, but I haven't, I can't recall too many things I've actually seen him in. It was a, it was an interesting kind of revelation. I saw just looking at him and I was like, yeah, I obviously know who that is, but mm. I couldn't really, like on the spot, I couldn't really think of too many things I'd actually seen him in. Um, he's just not an actor I've seen very much, I suppose. Well, so this uh, is his first, um, TV role. So right. yeah, I know he's a big film guy. Yeah, that, so, so this is quite publicly his big first TV role. But I think I know him from Love Actually, About a Boy, For Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, um, and then Paddington Two. Um, he's he's been in those sorts of program the films. He's, he's he was a very big um, mm. sort. Of, he played the same character over and over again in the nineties. He sort of branched out a little bit more um, in the latter part of his career. But yeah, Bridget Jones's Diary as well. Um, in those films as well. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of those films. The, the, the one, <laughs> all the ones that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, like, like as you were listing them, I was like, nope, nope, no. <laughs> so, Not even love like that. No, Honestly, the classic Christmas British film. No, oh, Matt, that's got to be on your no. list this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not someone that actually is like, oh, it's Christmas. I must watch a Christmas film. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go and watch an episode of. Something on Netflix <laughs> or play a game, um, but uh, yeah, isn't that that's the one with um, the cards in it with Andrew Lincoln, like that that's famous? One. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. One, See, yeah. I know, I know what it is. I just just haven't seen it. So never watched it. Um, because he's obviously from Walking Dead, uh, Rick Grimes. So, um, 
so yeah, but uh, no, I've I've enjoyed it so far. I'm looking forward to watching the fifth ep- fifth episode. Uh, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. I don't know if I'll uh, get around to it today, but um, yeah, it's been it's been quite good. Uh, it's interesting as well because I remember you know usually with uh, new shows and you know new games and and that sort of thing, uh, you get sort of like the press uh, reviews or screeners or the the critic reviews um, and. A lot of critics, well, I use that term lightly, critics, because I don't really understand what that term even means in 2020. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them uh, were like, oh, it's kind of aggressively fine. And I was like, okay, what, what does that even really mean? <laughs> like, aggressively fine. But no, I think it's I think it's quite good. Um, what I mean by the critics thing, by the way, is like, okay, we don't live in an era where you sort of just either casually watch TV or you're a professional critic because we got, you know, YouTubers, podcasters, bloggers, and... Yeah, everybody makes some sort of video or something for online these days. So the the term critic just kind of it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's been quite good. So I've uh, I've enjoyed that, and there's only two episodes left. Um, now that I think about it, that's some pretty good that's a pretty good length for for the episodes for yeah. uh, for for that because I don't know how long you can really go with like okay, did he do it? Did he not? How far can the investigation go? Um, what do you think of the um actual detectives? so far like the way they've approached things yeah i mean i didn't like the way he sort of spoke to nicole kidman in the first couple of episodes yeah but then when he sort of reveals a bit of his hand later on about why he's speaking to her like that i I, i'm not obviously not going to say that because obviously that does branch off into sort of spoiler territory Mm -hmm. i now understand but we're seeing it a lot from her point of view so it is very frustrating just kind of like would would you do that would you be like that as a police officer um uh, you know so but i think that's part of the drama isn't it That, that you you should normally traditionally be on the side of the police officers investigating the crime but what they've done is they've made them that little bit dislikable mm. um and therefore you're not really on their side you're on the side of nicole kidman and her family to try and get to the bottom of of it and uh yeah that's that's where i'm probably sitting with that yeah yeah no i quite agree so anyway before we get into you said that was your last one did you that was my last thing yeah yep. cool uh yep. let's take a quick little break go into some housekeeping and then i'll talk about my shows uh in a minute we'll see you in just a second Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. 
and you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so let's go through the housekeeping. Uh, as I said with Walking Dead, uh, we did do our podcast for the Walking Dead War Beyond Season 1, Episode 8. There's two episodes left for the season. There's supposed to be a double season finale, uh, so Episodes 9 and 10 for next week. We don't completely know if that's the case, but you'll find out next week because we'll be watching the episodes. Uh, but Walking Dead will be on that still continuing, so that's been really good. Uh, Manchester United beat Istanbul 4-1 in the Champions League last night, so I did the podcast on that. Uh, lots and lots of different talking points about different players, and uh, just, uh, well, four goals to talk about as well, which was uh, really, really good. Uh, gaming talk this week, we talked about Cyberpunk 2077, the upcoming CD Projekt Red game, uh, due out on December 10th. There shouldn't be any more delays, because surely at some point, press have got to be playing that game, and uh, there should be reviews dropping at some point. Uh, we talked about censorship in different games, about adult content, and uh, you know that that sort of thing. And there's um, uh, some features kind of tied in with that with with Cyberpunk. So we talked about that as well. We also talked about uh, Nintendo and uh, Twitch doing copyright strikes for different people, and not all of it quite makes sense. So we talked about that as well. Uh, so if you want to listen to this week's gaming talk. Also, if you want to know what I think of Watch Dogs Legion, I did give my impressions for that game, the new Ubisoft Watch Dogs game, of course. Uh, so you can have a listen to that if you want to know those as well. Uh, well uh, Fear the Walking Dead is uh, finished for its mid-season finale, Season 6, Episode 7. I had some particular opinions about that and how they finished the mid-season. Um, and uh, that will be back at some point in 2021 for the remainder of the second half of Season 6. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, let me just quickly scroll down. Uh, four reasons to be excited for the upcoming Last of Us HBO TV series. I know that you and uh, David talked about it kind of briefly and stuff on Geek Town. Uh, it has been ordered to series this week uh, from Neil Druckmann and uh, Craig. I think it's amazing. The guy who did uh, Chernobyl. So I picked out four big reasons to be excited for the upcoming TV series. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um... Alright, uh, you don't have a clue what shows I'm going to talk about, do you? So <laughs> Surprise me! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, some Disney Plus things. I'm going to put one Disney Plus show at the start and then one at the end. Uh, they don't have many Disney Plus original shows, so there's not much to guess from there. High School Musical. I uh, finished the first season of it. There's going to be the Christmas special soon. So, what kind of happened was I thought I'd just dip into the series, check it out. That was a couple of months ago. And I remember I watched the, it was either the first or the first two episodes, can't quite remember, but the the first sort of early part of the season. Uh, went on to Geek Town a few months ago, said that it was quite good, got off to a quite good start. I watched episode three, and then got a bit sort of, not really bored with, not really bored with it, it just didn't quite click with me. And then I sort of switched it off 
towards the end of episode three i just couldn't quite finish the episode at that point plus something kind of came up uh went back to it went to finish it i thought oh you know there's, there's only 10 minutes left i'll see if you know i'll watch the end of the episode and see if it kind of pulls me in so then i watched the three episodes and then i think a day or two later i watched the entire rest of the season back to back so from episodes 3 to 10 uh now granted they're disney plus shows so uh, well sometimes they're a bit longer than 30 minutes but most of the episodes uh were 30 minutes so of course it cut down the time quite a lot so it wasn't quite like you know seven hours or, or whatever uh some of the episodes were a little bit longer but yeah i watched episode four really liked it watched episode five really liked it and it just uh kept on going so yeah really really uh enjoyed it i finished it and everything i thought it was good uh it has been renewed for a second season which i think is in the works at the moment and it's got a christmas special at some point one of the interesting parts for me personally is because i did see the the original high school musical films when i was at school myself you know the, the zach efron uh films that came out um back in the 2010s or whenever that was um i didn't quite anticipate or expect to get any nostalgia from this show because when i think of things that i'm nostalgic for which i could sit here and list but i'm not gonna do that i would never usually say high school musical to you like if you said matt like what kind of things are you nostalgic for i'm very unlikely to list high school musical but because mm. uh, this this kind of uses I, I don't know if you know how the show kind of works it yeah basically... i've watched it all as well i've watched it all oh Huge okay fan. <laughs> yeah um so yeah the, the way they use like the films is like they actually practice off of those so uh troy and um oh, what's the the girl's name gabriella gabriella yeah they use that as like canon and then they're watching the film at certain points as well um and then yeah they did that i got to episode 10 they did the big uh, like musical episode which i thought was absolutely fantastic um i think one thing i kind of realized about myself especially after watching um zoe's extraordinary playlist um now there's a certain way in order to attract me with using music there's a certain way that you need to do your musicals i suppose um maybe i'm just more of a musical fan than i thought that i even was because um, you know if you asked me five or ten years ago like oh have you seen many musicals or whatever <laughs> no not really i i wouldn't usually uh watch those sorts of things um but i don't know maybe i'm just more of a musical fan than i kind of realize sometimes if you just uh implement music in an interesting way like that of course with zoe it's completely different because with zoe's uh, playlist it's to do with like her powers and you know people's thoughts and that sort of stuff uh so it ties in kind of differently but um yeah i i, I don't know i just really really enjoyed it i didn't quite maybe it's because i didn't expect to enjoy it as much i didn't expect the nostalgia to kind of come out like that um but it it really worked quite well for me um i didn't know that you'd seen the series so what do you think of yeah. uh High yeah i mean I did it in a little bit of a nostalgia. Um, I think I got onto a bit of a movie binging watch on Disney Plus and ended up watching High School Musical. And okay. I was like, oh, I've heard they've done a spin-off. I'm going to try and watch that. And you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I'd go into it thinking, oh, it's too cheesy. It's I'm pitched. I'm too old for it. <laughs> yeah. But do you know, I really like their style of... It had a bit of a modern family feel to it. Do you understand? Like the whole speaking to the camera, breakout elements. Yeah, yeah I like that. To... Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's not a really... like fourth wall breaking. It's sort of like documentary almost. Yeah. Type it's of a style. really modern way of, of, of the, telling us the story. Mm. So I think I really, that's what drew me into it. I mm. found myself binging it over three or four days. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't know there's a Christmas one. You, you surprised me there to tell me there's a Christmas one coming. Yeah, um, I'm I don't know excited. the date of it, but so. yeah, it's going to be coming out soon. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it quite a lot, and it just uh, don't know it surprised me a lot, which I I think is uh, quite a good thing. Um, and yeah, there there is you know those teenage cheesy sort of moments. Um, and I'll admit sometimes I can be a, a bit of a sucker for that. And you have to do it right. You have to do it in the right way. You can't do it like completely cringy or whatever. Um, I'm looking at you, Riverdale, uh, and <laughs> and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's that's not how you do a teenage drama. <laughs> That's how you completely butcher one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't go to that sort of quality. It's, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Now, is it like a phenomenal groundbreaking series? No, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's something like that. It's something that you can have fun with, isn't it? Um, like yeah. it's got, they've got some fun characters there that, uh, you know, you can kind of get attached to and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, I really like the music for it as well. So, um, what did you think of the 10th episode with like the big musical thing at the end? Uh, yeah, I thought they did it quite well. It wasn't as expected. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but mm. um, I almost thought it was going to be like a scene for scene. But they still kept the drama in there and and sort of like the storylines feeding through it. And no, I, I you know I had no thoughts from it. And I almost feel like, do I want to give it another rewatch before season two, mm. um, just to make sure I remember all the storylines because I watched so much stuff. I needed to keep my. Uh, brain fixed onto what's actually going on but no i i I didn't have any huge problems there was nothing like that sat with me that frustrated me so to my mind it must have been a good little show Mm -hmm. yeah uh the next thing that i watched is uh emily in paris which i'm sure you've probably heard about on on netflix it's been quite popular um it's one of them weird things where well netflix's strategy worked on me because they kept putting it in my face (laughs) <laughs> every time I loaded Netflix, which hey, you know, if if you're trying to get me to watch your most popular show, I understand. I'm not like bothered by it. It's you know part of their marketing and things because you know Netflix doesn't really advertise apart from uh, Facebook and Twitter and stuff because uh, they don't you know have adverts themselves. Um, but you know I understand. You know if you're gonna try to put your most popular show in front of me, well it certainly worked because you got me to press play and and finish the uh, first season. Um, yeah, I finished the first season of Emily in Paris, and uh, it's another show that I enjoyed far more than I thought I was going to. Um, and again, it is kind of it kind of similar in a way to High School Musical with the sort of uh, cheesy kind of romantic sort of stuff in there. You kind of know that okay, these two, that you know, there's these two people, and they clearly want to want to be together. It's not going to happen at the moment because there's obstacles in the way, whether that's a job or a person or whatever the case, uh, or whatever the situation. Um, but it's still, even though it should feel predictable that like, okay, these people are going to get together or whatever, when it happens, it's still fun and, and, and cool. And it's just sort of makes sense at the end. Um, one thing I think that this show does pretty well. Now I talked, I've talked a lot recently, uh, mostly this year about the way that TV shows structure themselves. You know, essentially you've got, okay, you've got a bunch of different scenes. They're in different places with different characters, but you've got to put it together. Like it's a puzzle that looks right. Um, now there's diff- there's two essentially there's two different sections of this show. You've got Emily and her sort of, sort of personal life, and there's the guy that she lives in the same building with, and she accidentally knocks on his door because she thinks it's the fifth floor, but it's the fourth floor because there's a there's a whole thing about that. Um, basically, she she goes into her apartment building in France for the first time. She's on the ground floor, and then you go up, then you go one, two, three, four, five. She goes to go in go in there for the first time and and check out her apartment. Um, and she thinks that the ground floor is the first, so she ends up going four floors instead of five. 
knocks on this guy's door, literally tries to like open his door with with her key, and she's like, "Why ain't this working?" And then she meets this guy. So that that's pretty much how that happens. And then he she bumps into him loads of times, gets loads of help off of him uh, in like emergency situations and stuff. Uh, there's things like her shower doesn't work and other things as well. Um, but uh, as I was saying, one one thing that the show does quite well is you get a very different kind of tone when uh, she's either dealing with things in her personal life which is a little bit more of the comedy angle of the show and then you've got things like where she's uh, working for this big uh, French um, kind of media company thing or whatever Uh, and she's like the social media manager of the company basically because she's got this big social media kind of outreach and they show that throughout the show how how she's sort of growing and uh, she takes like photos of herself with different products and like different places in in France uh, or in Paris rather um, and she kind of grows her uh, work thing from there. But her boss is uh, particularly difficult to impress. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And um, she has to navigate both things. But it's sort of like you get a bit of her at work. You know, you get the next morning sort of scene. She goes to work, tries to impress her boss. That's extremely difficult. There's also these two guys that she works with. And they're like pretty funny the way that they kind of tie into the show. Um, because apart from those two guys that she works with every single male character in the show hits on her <laughs> and uh, i guess that's kind of you know france is the it's been called the city of love or something isn't it in in the past um but yeah i just like the way that you get the different scenes with her at her you know her personal life and her her friends that she meets up with and stuff and then you get her at her work and she's trying to impress not just her boss but like when her boss goes to meet people and uh goes to meet people rather and she has to go there and impress them and sometimes that doesn't go really well there's also kind of a bit of a comedy angle with the work where because she's from where was it California or somewhere from uh, America she's moved over to France she doesn't know any French and she tries to learn French throughout the season she goes to like different language classes and things and there's certain points where she goes to try to be impressive goes to say something to a big client that she's meeting and uh, says the wrong thing now and again <laughs> and uh, and it ends up uh, particularly funny. So, um, have you seen any of the series at all? No, I, I too knew how much it was being put in our faces by the advertising on Netflix, but yeah. I never really, I, I was going to, but something, you know, other things came up and started watching other things. And then I started hearing reviews about it and it's not exactly um, good for French culture representation, apparently. I've heard little okay. clips about how it is a little bit too cliched. But um, yeah, I never got around to it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, but it sounds like it's good fun and um, something to relax to as well. I, I, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe if I have a quiet moment over the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's uh, short episodes as well. There's ten of them. They're about thirty minutes. I think the finale is is a little bit longer. So they just, so like I said with my analyzing TV episode the other day, you don't need to have 50 plus episode 50 plus minute episodes in order to make a good show you just no, you don't you do not need to do it um because because like with with uh what i've said about um mandalorian which i'm going to get on into in in a bit uh some people have complained about not just with the second season but with the first about like oh the mandalorian's really short but it doesn't if it gets a job that it doesn't need to be longer because then you get into kind of filler territory and, and that sort of thing hmm. so yeah um, but uh, some, sometimes, yeah, sometimes short episodes just work. You get um, short and sweet episodes, and uh, it's good. So, 
Um, but yeah, that's Emily in Paris. That's on Netflix. I guess I've surprised myself a bit because, again, if you'd asked me five or not necessarily ten years ago, but five years ago, you'd have showed me something like High School Musical or Emily in Paris. I'd have just never, I probably never would have tried shows like that. But um, hey, sometimes you try something a bit different and it surprises you. Too right, good. too yeah, right. Which is good. So uh, this next thing, I don't necessarily want to talk about the episode of Charmed, but just this bizarre schedule that E4 has come out with. I don't know if you know what they're they're doing with the second season. Are you aware no. of what they're doing? No, I've, I've never followed it, but yeah. What have they done? Um, so they've already, they've already started doing this. I've watched the season premiere. They're putting out episodes. I'm not sure if it's daily, including weekends. So it might be weekday. Um, I guess we'll find out when we get to Saturday. They're putting the episodes out daily at five o'clock on <laughs> on e on e four. Oh, it's like they're trying to rush through and get it out. Yeah, yeah, because you've got 20... I don't know if it's 22 or 23. It's like a 20-plus episode season. It's a CW show. Um, It's a year behind. I mean, the third season's starting in January in uh, in the US, because obviously there's been the delay because of COVID. But yeah, we got to October last year, which was, I think, when this season was supposed to come out. And then an entire year later, they did E4 just never set a date. There was no news for it. And then, um, yeah, David when David announced... Um, like a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, or whatever, uh, that they had picked it up. They picked a date, uh, but daily at 5 p.m. Uh, the interesting part of that is David said about um, whether or not they might uh, censor some of the episodes. Now, I don't know about the actual E4 airing because I didn't watch it at 5 o'clock when it came out. Uh, I watched it later on all four. Um, there was scenes with blood in the episode, so I, I, I can't tell you if that scene, those scenes were the same in the 5pm airing because I didn't watch it at that point. I didn't watch a recorded version either. I watched it on all four so it, it's probably a little bit different. Um, but David said about the uh, season one was rated 15. Um, and with this second season whether or not they'd censor it. So I don't know if they have for the 5 o'clock airings. But uh, yeah usually if you go to censor a TV show you wouldn't probably get blood in the episodes. And there's there's two different scenes where there is blood. So uh, yeah again that's just you know kind of... <sighs> annoyingly censoring things if they're if they're doing it at the five o'clock one um but yeah like you said it seems like they're just trying to dump the episodes out it's sort of like okay we've got a month because you know you can squeeze the 23 episodes into just under a month just sort of like get it out kind of thing um i'm curious to know how that will work ratings wise for them like if people are actually watching it daily at five o'clock because obviously we're in lockdown some people aren't at work and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just, I, I mean, I know that they've done they've done things similar to that before, but 5 p.m. is just a really weird slot for it. Uh, I saw the season two episode one yesterday. It was good. It was it was okay to good. Um, there's just there's too many circum situations in this reboot where there's a threat to the characters, and I'm like, okay, use your powers, you your witches, use your powers. And I, I must say that like five or six times during an episode, uh, they go, oh, we're stuck. There's there's this door. Or, oh, there's an enemy here. And I'm like, use your powers because that's what you're, that's, you know, that's the point of the series. Mm. Um, and there's been situations before, I think in season one, where it's like, oh, you know, you can give up your life of being witches and uh, not have powers and just live a normal teenage life. And it's sort of like, well, <laughs> they kind of don't use their powers anyway. Um, but it's it's almost kind of a... It almost gets a little bit comical in a way of like they they get to certain parts where they're facing an enemy or or something which they do in the in the first episode of season two, 
it's like okay sure this enemy might be really really strong but like you're supposed you're supposed to be the charmed ones and i get it you're younger than the original cast were and that sort of thing and they're still then it just makes it quite obvious that a lot of points that okay these are these are the charmed ones they're still witches but they're young and they're learning and it's sort of like okay at a certain point you've got to try and get the characters to sort of beat that you know what i mean like you've got the book yeah. of spells and you're the charmed ones you've got the white lighter there you've got powers each like you need to try and do something else so it, it can be frustrating but i it's it's still uh good in in certain parts so did you watch like any of the original run or any of this run or anything no like no i haven't i've never sort of followed charmed um i i followed some of the drama I've, I've read news reports about what happened in the first season with the with the actress who decided that she couldn't work with another actress or something like that i remember reading a little bit about that um but what i think this picks up on is like i know some of the frustrations we're having with channel 4 and e4 and their scheduling and their choices and their holding back on programs that we all know they've got or you know and it's just like where what are you doing tell your consumers tell your audience what's happening because then you just get lost and you lose a program or a program pops up that you didn't realize had been really least and it's just they need to be serving the audience and i know i've said this to you before like something like itv hub as well serve your audience better they're the ones that are going to be enjoying programs make them available tell people when they're going to be on don't throw them all out in one go because you've got a a contract to fulfill or something i imagine what they've been told is um your license to season two ends by the time season three comes out and they're like oh okay let's just throw it out over mm-hmm. every day until the next season's ready um and they've tried things like that before they normally do it with sitcoms um they have a sitcom license and so they throw the episodes out every day until they're ready to launch the new season the most up-to-date season um but it's just it's not great for consumers who who always has the time to watch an hour program every day for 28 23 days mm. yeah i'm not going to be able to watch it every day i'm gonna have to space them out but the, uh, tell you what the, you know that you mentioned like on demand and things these episodes are only available for seven days as well so it, it i don't know it's, it's so awkward like you've got 23 episodes they're going out daily again i don't know about the weekends they're going out pretty much daily and then you've got seven days if it was 30 days to watch them okay you've, you've given like a lot more time but again that could be to rights or uh contracts or whatever i don't know um yeah i've gotten kind of frustrated lately with just just uk tv in general and like the the massive amount of lack of um pickups of certain shows like the hbo max thing that's going on like uh yeah raised by wolves has got a uk home now but um like no no one's making deals with them you've got the i think it's animaniacs that just came back on hulu uh from the i can't remember what what year that was from but that's just come back for revival no one's got that uh there's the kaylee koku um flight attendant show that's, that's been uh circling for for years and it's it's about to come out now no one's picked that up you've got um another cw show that's about to start in january the uh, new superman and lois nobody's picked that up yet and it's just you know why is like no one looking at any of these any of these shows and just like trying to trying to pick them up it's uh it, it can get very frustrating so mm. um like it, it's it's actually quite good when i don't know like when someone gets a tv show and they do have a like a contract with the uk audience or broadcaster or something and you think okay that's going to be picked up by by that like if i don't know like if netflix or amazon or disney make a show you'd think okay that's that's gonna 
end up over here because we've got yeah. it. So it's like the BBC Two and Fox one. I feel like in this year, especially during lockdown, they've been really good and clever with how they've acquisitioned those Fox properties and put them through mm-hmm. the BBC. Do you mean Not... the FX deal? Yeah, the FX deal. So yeah. we wouldn't expect them, would we? Some of the things that they've come up with, like Love Life and Aquafina is Nora from Queens, and and they're really good programs they're putting on BBC. And you're like, oh, I, I would normally go to Netflix and Amazon for things like this, but well done to that commissioner who sort of harnessed that FX deal and sort of bringing good content there, your way. Mm-hmm. And it's they need to have better contracts, you know. And mm-hmm. I I know I've heard you talk about is it Lower Decks before as well? Yeah, like, still not that, got a UK home. The season's finished. Yeah, like ages ago. I mean, I mean, we're into the over halfway through Discovery season three now. So, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'm just still. I'm really surprised that HBO Max was circling for so long, and no one got in there and made an overall deal. And then Sky renewed their deal with HBO and didn't didn't. I don't know. You know, we don't know how the negotiations went, but. I would have thought if you're going to go and try and renew that deal with HBO and you know that HBO Max is coming out and they're going to be picking up shows, which they're doing all the time, HBO Max is commissioning shows, I'm just surprised that no one's gone in there and, and got them. So, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, a um, couple of other things. Uh, yeah, the last thing I've got is uh, Mandalorian. Don't want to get too far into you know what's what's kind of been going on with that, but that's been that's been really, really good. Mandalorian's such a good series. Um yeah, just a, a lot of strong stuff they've done with the characters this season. How they've kind of set up basically the second half now, because we're uh, four episodes in. We got the fifth episode on uh, Friday. It's just it's a great fun series. It's sort of part of it. Kind of uh, feels like watching a character do like video game type of quests. Like you've got this main thi- main sort of enemy that you need to go for, and then you get kind of sidetracked a little bit and then you get somebody else to kind of help you and that sort of thing and then you kind of take down the main uh enemy and stuff uh baby yoda's brilliant they did some really really funny and cool stuff with uh with him in the last episode uh the action's been action's been really great production value's just really good and uh yeah just wanted to kind of bring up mandalorian say it's been brilliant this season i think with robert i'm still planning on doing a season two review once the season's finished uh, i don't know if you're much of a star wars or a mandalorian person unfortunately no i'm not no, no. no. okay so yeah <laughs> uh but uh yeah that's still continuing on disney plus that's got four episodes left and i just wanted to say that uh i really really enjoyed it so um but i can't really talk too much about a lot of the plot stuff because there is some uh some spoilery things in there that that's going on but uh yeah they're, they're doing some very interesting stuff with the characters this season a, a little bit more expansive with some of the characters than what they did in the first season and uh, i understand you know with the first season you've got to uh um you've got to set up like the actual uh, mandalorian himself and the child which is what baby Yoda's called um so like some people call him the child some people call him baby yoda he's basically baby yoda so uh they've <laughs> kind of established those two and now with the second season they've kind of pushed some more characters into the limelight and uh doesn't feel like overstuffed with characters or you know is, is structured really really well and uh it's just really good fun it's just really good star wars so um and in the last episode they had this sort of um not space battle these ships were fighting each other basically and uh that was really really good there was like a chase sequence that was really good and uh stormtroopers who continue to not be able to hit anything i'm sure you're familiar with that aren't you like yeah, stormtroopers I... like just can't hit the target quite often and yeah. uh that was yeah yeah that continues to be a running kind of theme in star wars so um yeah it's been really good uh we'll come back 
possibly by the end of the season and uh, talk about it in full. So that is that. Uh, that's everything we've got. Uh, enjoyed the episode. Thank you very much for joining me today, Gray. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Cool. Uh, so in the meantime, if you want to check out the rest of our coverage, uh, if you do want to check out those analyzing television episodes, uh, the ones I did recently, uh, one was talking about the uh, Disney Plus's weird reboot strategy. There's a lot of reboots planned for Disney Plus, and uh, the other one, the fourth episode, which I kind of referenced a minute ago, talking about uh, season and episode lengths, um, what's what's what works with what, and how differently streaming services do it as opposed to networks and stuff. Uh, so it talks about all of that as well. Uh, but you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts as well. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and you want to get involved and support it, that will be brilliant. Uh, there's a few different options for you. Patreon, there's the $1 and $3 level tiers. Those are for ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply people tell people that you know Sorry about the website and your iTunes feeds. Just tell them and they can uh, discover the content for themselves. Social media, uh, mainly Facebook and Twitter, although there's all different things these days. But whatever you're using, uh, please feel free to use those. And uh, tell people that you know about the content. Um, TV and film news. Speaking of of course what we've been here to talk about for the last hour or so. Uh, TV and film news. If you do want to check out those Geek Town Radio episodes. That would be great. Uh, you can find those on geektown.co.uk. Or if you search for Geek Town on podcast services. Uh, Grey was on this week's episode. Which was from yesterday. So go and have a listen to that. For your TV and film news. And uh, of course I'm on there sometimes. Bex is. And uh, some other people as well. So go and check that out as well. Uh, and just sort of throughout the week, TV and film news on geektown.co.uk. Uh, over on the Twitch side of things, uh, Bex is streaming daily over on Twitch. Uh, if you search for Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, search for her over there, follow her, and uh, check out everything that she's doing. I stream on Twitch as well, uh, not quite as often as Bex, but every now and again. Uh, been doing it a lot more lately than, than what I have done before, but if you search for eTalk UK on Twitch, uh, streaming some football stuff, uh, Walking Dead... Uh, Watch Dogs, a bit of that, and uh, some other games as well in the future. So you can follow me on there. Uh, and look out for Let's Play Sunday episodes as well. Thank you all very much for listening. Thanks, Gray, for joining me today. And uh, we shall be back at some point soon to talk about TV again. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.